Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone, and you're watching the Super Fantasy Bros Podcast. One hour of commercial-free podcasting starts now. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Super Fantasy Bros Podcast, brought to you the Old City Sports Network. As always, week nine is now in the books, and we're going to keep it rolling talking about all of the most important things that went down in week nine for today's episode. We'll do some calmer chaos again, talking about some studs who struggled a bit and then get into trust or bust later talking about guys who had some great games and whether or not you can trust them in your lineup. And then we'll wrap up with our trade targets and trivia. Uh, T God's running a little bit late. Should be able to hop on in a little bit. We shall see. But for now, let's get into some calm or chaos starting at the quarterback position. Geno Smith, 2.68 points, 13 of 28, 157 yards, one pick, and a fumble lost. He only has one game this entire season higher than 18 fantasy points in six-point passing touchdown leagues. I thought this list was for studs who struggled. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos. Awful. Awful. Yeah. Gino has been on the season. Brutal. After QB5 last year, it's so crazy how the fall off has fallen off. Yeah. Gino gonna Gino. What's going on, Tom? Definitely all the football shows rolling out tonight on the uh podcast. We got Bird is the Word coming up at eight and then uh nine o'clock three in the Keystone. So stay tuned to the old city sports network. But for now, we're gonna keep rolling here. Gino, definitely chaos, definitely droppable, definitely do not have to start. If you do not want to, he's more than willing to be on waivers at this point. Matchup dependent QB one bottom of the list at best. That's being generous. Super generous, super generous. Uh, Justin Herbert, unfortunately, had a stinker against the Jets like most quarterbacks have this year. 7.14 points, 16 of 30 for only 136 yards, no touchdowns. Also did have three carries for 17 yards. Calm or chaos on Herbo. Calm. Still QB7 on the year. Every quarterback's going to have a tough day against the Jets. So. Yeah, QB7. for expectations, but this was bad. But stay calm. Yeah. Q was, we always knew Q was going to be calm here on Justin Herbert. But if he general, had like seven points for – if he was putting up Geno Smith numbers, it'd be chaos. But that'll <laughs> never happen. Yeah. Yeah, he'll definitely be fine moving forward. Obviously, the Jets have been a tough go for quarterbacks, and uh, not getting a touchdown pass obviously hurts a bunch, but he should be fine. He is QB7, and that's with the bye week already, as some quarterbacks still haven't had there. So Herbert has been rock solid this year and should continue to be so. Uh, question in the chat. Thoughts on Raheem Mostert rest of season? Scary when 18 comes back. Yeah. Definitely a little bit scary. Um, I think A-Chain definitely is going to take away some of that volume that he's been getting. Um, but I still think he'll have some productiveness. Like, obviously, they love A-Chain, but I also don't think they're going to rush him back into being like the workhorse the, towards the volume that he was getting right before he was injured. I think it's going to take a couple of weeks. But I think slowly but surely, Mostert's vo volume will definitely tick down. Yeah. The trade he got offered was Mostert, Mari Cooper, and Hollywood for K-9 and Lockett. Mm. That's close. Tyler coming back could Hollywood make a return. 
yeah, I think Hollywood's going to be better moving forward. So I don't hate that. Um, Lockett's kind of Yeah, Lockett has been struggling, so I'm not against giving up uh, Lockett. But Kenneth Walker, I still think, has a lot of better days ahead. I still think he's probably the best player in that trade. So, and you also have to consider you're dropping someone on your bench too. So it might just be a defense or whatever, but that's also someone that you be losing in that trade. I think I'm staying put with K9 and Lockett just because Kenneth Walker's still the best. Yep. I know it's been rough, but I don't think they're going to be down that bad in most games moving forward. Even if, even against the 49ers, I think like two is the basement of what Kenneth Walker, which we'll talk about him in a couple minutes as well. Um, going back to quarterbacks, though, Lamar Jackson, 11.48 points, 21 of 26, 187 yards, did also have 10 carries for 60 yards, uh, fumbled twice, only lost one, though. The last five games for Lamar have looked like this, 9.94, 19.12, 39.88, so obviously a very solid game there, 13.98 points, and then 11.48 this week, and that's in six-point passing touchdown leagues, so... Calm or chaos on Lamar? Calm, I guess. This is still a good team. He's not doing much. Gus, Gus Bus. Gus Bus. <laughs> now, yeah, I think it's got to be calm here. I think uh, the matchups and like the game script, they've obviously been blowing the doors off of teams like most of these games. And if they're not, if he's not airing it out early on, he doesn't have to do anything in the second half. So, I think there will be more close games coming up for the Raider Ravens where they'll have a more of a challenge. Yeah. They have Cleveland this week where we saw him. Have that should be tough. <laughs> it's definitely tough, but he had 32 points against them. So I think that's a, a definitely a favorable matchup for him. At least he'll be able to run the ball and have to be a little bit more competitive there. Bengals coming up chargers, uh, Jacksonville Niners also coming up and Miami. So better days ahead for Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tua, 14.42 points, 21 of 34, 193 yards and one touchdown in Germany. He now has four games of fewer than 16 points this year, five games with 22 plus all the way up to 38. What are we making of Tua? Is this calm or chaos? Uh, not sure. You said it last week on the preview. Kansas City was, what, top 12 in each defensive Every, yeah. statistic. So, I mean – we knew it was going to be a tough matchup. Tua still has Tyreek the model. I think he's going to be just fine for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think you got to say calm on Tua. I think he's still one of the better quarterbacks in fantasy. Um, there are these games. They're really not like crazy busts either. Like the lowest he had this year is 12, which obviously isn't great, but he's not like dropping down in like to single digits or like destroying your week single-handedly. Um Two has been pretty solid. I think he'll continue to be solid and still has the upside to go crazy with Tyreek and Waddle every single week. So continue to roll him out there. Got to stay calm. Absolutely. Moving on to running back. Is this the <laughs> end of Zach Moss? 2.6 points, only played 21% of the snaps, seven carries for 26 yards. Is his run over? They paid JT be. for a reason, and this is that reason told you. I wish T guys was here. Yeah, should be over. <laughs> Shove this down his throat. <laughs> <laughs> I would still believe it a little bit in Zach Moss. It did seem like they were still using him, still liked him. 
Um, I think this kind of solidified the fact that, like, yeah, I think it's over. I think it's done in the blowout. They still went to Jonathan Taylor. They didn't really move much to Zach Moss. It's JT's backfield. Zach Moss is the clear number two, and I think he's at best a flex play moving forward where JT is going to be pushing back into that RB1 territory as we've seen him produce. Yep. This is the real Zach Moss. The real Zach Moss. Absolute chaos. Uh, Kenneth Walker just talked on, talked about him for a bit here, but only 2.7 points played 49% of the snaps, nine carries for 16 yards. And then also caught one of his two targets for just one yard. Calm or chaos here on Ken. I'm scared. I'm not. I'm staying calm. It's close. <laughs> uh, you have to stay calm. Like, obviously, last week was frustrating, but that was because he was coming back right off that injury. He was questionable throughout the week. Um, didn't really even seem like you had a chance to play until later in the week. So that was nervous. And then, obviously, he got limited in that game. But back-to-back weeks, Cleveland and then at Baltimore, those are obviously tough matchups for any running back. And when you get – blown the hell out like they did by the Ravens. Obviously, you're not going to run the ball at all. You're going to abandon that. Um, and I don't think – it's not like Charbonnet was also taking up all the work and doing a lot with it. Also really struggled. So, I'm calm on Kenneth Walker. I think it's going to be better moving forward. They get the commanders this week. I think it's a get-right game for the Seahawks, and I think it's a get-right game for Kenneth Walker. <clears throat> if he struggles with me. Three straight games, then it's like, oh shit. Then it's might chaos. be time to move towards chaos, but <laughs> I'm staying calm for sure for now. Uh, Bijan Robinson, 5.9 points, 11 carries, 51 yards, caught two of his four targets for eight yards and lost a fumble. And lost his job. <laughs> I don't think he actually lost his job. I and mean, you're probably going to stay Arthur calm Smith on is him. just a moron. Oh, yeah. He hates fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. He clearly just loves being thorn and fantasy owner sides. Uh, I think they ran like four straight plays at the goal line, at the one yard line, and none were a design run to Bijan. So <laughs> it was like John who run, John who run to Algier run. <laughs> yeah. Just anybody, but Bijan Robinson, your explosive back that you drafted super early. Um, no, but yeah, we've seen Algier kind of steal the work here and there, but got to stay calm on Bijan. Yeah, He'll be fine. It's a matter of time before they do it. Let's, yeah. let's get this guy the ball. Exactly. Again. Please feed him. Uh, James Cook, 7.9 points, 55% of the snaps, only six carries for 20 yards, but did have all four of his targets caught for 19 yards. But four of his last five games, he has 8.3 points or fewer. Calm or chaos on James Cook? I'm not really sure what to think of him. Uh, I was never thought, thought highly of him. I did for a good while. Like the beginning of the season, I was like, bet. James Cook is here, and now he's just fizzling out, and they just got Fournette, so Lord knows how that's going to play out once Fournette gets acclimated to the offense. So I'm leaning a little bit towards chaos. Bad year for the Cooks. Yeah, I'm leaning towards chaos as well. I feel like the Bills just, obviously, as they're starting to fall behind in these games and lose these football games, they're also abandoning the run early and often. Um, any of these tough games where they've been down, they just like, completely go away from running the ball. The good thing about James Cook is he still has a solid floor. Like he has had eight or fewer in the last four of the five games, but his lowest is five. Um, and that was the, but most of the time he's getting like three or four catches a game. So that kind of helps him stay afloat in these matchups where they're struggling and not running the ball. So it's definitely frustrating, 
but I still think better days are ahead. It's a little bit chaotic. You're obviously not ecstatic about it, but as the RB2 flex you drafted him to be, he's kind of still fitting right in at that range. So got to keep all them out there for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, last running back here, and then we have a question in the chat. Uh, Tony Pollard, 9.3 points, 77% of the snaps, 12 carries for 51 yards, caught three of his five targets for 12 yards against the Eagles defense. Uh, but also in the same kind of situation as James Cook, he has 9.3 points or fewer in four of his last five games. Calmer chaos on Pollard. He did better than I thought he was going to do yeah, against did. the Eagles. Him I'm more calm on because I don't really see that much of a threat for his touches. I think the Cowboys just seem to always be in kind of close games. And CD has been that bull. And obviously Ferguson had his fair share this week. So I think there's just some weeks where the Cowboys are just going to be looking to pass and hopefully Pollard gets involved. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a few games with, uh, I think he has like six of games, six of his eight games this year with uh, three or more catches. So it's definitely been good for Pollard in that regard, but just like the lack of rushing upside and the lack of touchdown upside too. He hasn't scored since week one. Um, obviously you want to see him get used more in the red zone and try to find the end zone. Um, and Cowboys have just also been in these weird ass games. Like last week against the Rams, they were up like 26 to 10 in like five seconds or 26 to three or whatever it was. Like they're either blowing a team out or getting blown out. And then occasionally they'll have a close one. And even in those games, you see Pollard not doing too much, but he still owns this backfield. He's still going to get the volume. You got to stay calm, but just got to hope he finds the end zone sooner rather than later. Yep. All right, before we get into wide receivers, thoughts on this trade I made. Traded Adam Thielen for Cooper Cup. I'm 8-1, and one, playoffs clinched. My other wide receivers are Keenan Allen, Mamre St. Brown, Tank Dell, and Michael Thomas. Sure. Great trade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the definition of selling high and buying low. Uh, you're obviously selling high on Adam Thielen when he was at his peak. He consistently was putting up numbers, but Adam Thielen being older had to come down to planet Earth at some point. We saw that this week. I think Adam Thielen will still be good the rest of the way. I don't know if he'll be as great as he was. Um, but yeah, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. We're definitely going to talk about Cooper Cup struggling, but by week this week, hopefully Stafford can get back healthy. And Wentz. Yeah. And if not, Wentz is still a better backup but option Stafford. than Brett Rippon. Rippon's so, farts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, definitely a great trade there. Uh, we'll touch more on Cup in a few because we're moving on to wide receivers, but we're going to start at the bottom of the, the pile here. Michael Thomas, who you unfortunately also have the pleasure of owning zero points, 63% of the snaps, zero catches on one target after six plus targets in the first eight games, column or chaos on MT. If he's struggling, if Derek Carr struggles to get Olave the ball, there's no way he's going to give it to fucking Michael Thomas. But I mean, MT has been like, he's wide receiver 45. But he's steadily getting like ten to twelve points a game, and there's only one game where he has less than seven. Well, two games now that he has less than seven targets. Yeah, uh, he's had six targets in literally every single game. He's been a uh, like consistent part of this offense, but he has not been a dominant part of this offense. He's the clear number two. Uh, obviously, Taysom also gets mixed in here. Kamara gets a ton of targets as well, so. It's not like the old days where Michael Thomas was completely dominant, but yeah, I think he's you're calm for what he is. And you're not yep. calm for him being like a fantasy stud. Yeah, he's a safe floor most of the time outside of this weird week. And then uh, 
below ceiling flex play. Yep. He is what he is. Continue to roll him out there if you need him for those 10 to 12 points in your flex. Uh, I think better days obviously ahead for, rather than in the stone out. Who knows with this next one, though? Gabe Davis also had zero yes. points. 93% of the snaps, zero catches on his two targets. Three of his last four games, he has 3.1 points or fewer. That's Gabe Davis for you. Hey, uh, yes. I'm calm because I was expecting this. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Somehow, he's still wide receiver, 29 on the year. He still has five touchdowns. He's still been mixed in this offense a decent amount of time. But... He is so frustrating to own, frustrating to start. He's at best a bi-week villain still for me. He can win you a week, but there's also a 50-50 chance he can lose you your week. So <laughs> Gabe Davis, better left on benches unless you are on a, have a bi-week and you need to plug him in, and then you're just praying that you get a good Gabe Davis. But it's been up and down. I'm not saying calm. It's definitely chaos, for, but you kind of expected that drafting him. So he is what he is. George Pickens, 1.9 points, two catches on five targets for negative one yard. Uh, he's kind of trending downward a bit in this offense. Obviously, Javante's proving to be the go-to guy. So, calm or chaos here on Pickens. Chaos. Chaos. He stinks to begin with. Yeah, he does. And Deontay's he just stinks. Stinks. Well, Deontay's getting the love from Kenny Pickens, so that's what I'm trusting. The past two weeks, he is. 23 targets combined to George Pickens, 10. Yeah. So. We definitely saw that frustration, that. too, uh, on the sideline. If you watch the game, Pickens, like, Deontay caught his first touchdown, and Pickens is sitting there, like, upset that he didn't catch a touchdown because he dropped the one before it or whatever. Um, not He had, like, great. 10 feet to get both his feet. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Not a great look. Hope that he can kind of figure it out a little bit. He's obviously had some big boom games, but he kind of feels a little bit Gabe Davis-like now, especially with Deontay back where – you're kind of hoping for that long bomb to Pickens, and if it doesn't come, you're gonna end up with games like this, one point nine points. So he also posted on Instagram after the game saying, "Free me." Yeah, so we'll see. He's still free. got five targets. He in was free game. forever. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. He doesn't separate too much. He's definitely just a boomer bust flex still moving forward. Kind of in the same Gabe Davis tier, maybe a little bit higher than that. Jax trying so to get sit, on the pod. He's sitting there in the oh. back. <laughs> <laughs> he's he said, "Let me on the pod, bro. I'm trying to drop some takes." Shut up. Each to the rescue. Uh, all right, Zay Flowers, two point one points, sixty eight percent of the snaps. Caught his only target for eleven yards. Ravens obviously continue to blow out teams. Don't need to pass as much. Calmer chaos here for Zay. Calm. Calm. Odell's it was Odell's birthday, so of course he was going off. Yeah, right. Yeah, gotta stay calm. Uh, snap share is kind of annoying me as well because he's kind of like as they're blowing these teams out, he doesn't really even play in the second half, which is frustrating. But I think better days are ahead. Like we already mentioned with Lamar, he's gonna have to pass more moving forward. They will be fine. Yes. Uh, Chris Godwin, three point six points, two catches on six targets for sixteen yards. Calm or chaos here. Calm. Uh. The Texans are very elite against receivers. So. Yeah. Got to stay calm there as well. Goblin, 12-plus points in four straight games before this one. I uh, think he will be fine moving forward. Only two games under 10 points. Rock yeah. solid. He's definitely a rock-solid flex. Uh, Christian Watson, 4.7 points, one catch on two targets for 37 yards. He has not had more than 10 points since week five. Only came back in week four. 
Obviously, uh, Packers offense continues to struggle. This guy stinks. He stinks. Chaos. Chaos. I think the Packers just stink, man. Chaos for this whole team. Except for maybe Aaron Aaron Jones, who we'll talk about later. I said of the week. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about him later, but the passing game on the team, until we see it figure itself out, it is so ugly right now. Chaos on Christian Watson, chaos on Dobbs, chaos on all of them. Uh, Definitely chaos on Jordan Love, too. So, Christian Watson, you don't get excluded from that. You are benched, should be benched in most leagues. I don't think you're droppable yet, but Definitely yeah. not. Don't want him in your lineup right now. Mm. Rather see it before you put him back in. Uh, DJ Moore, 5.4 points, three catches on five targets for 44 yards and one fumble lost. Calm or chaos here? He is so lucky to have that 51-point game. <laughs> oh, keeping yeah. him in the top 10. All right, stop. Obviously, that carries him into the top 10, but he's still been very solid outside of that game, too. It's yeah, not like he's been. been like a bum. Tyson uh, Badgen is week, in, though. Stop, he's not him. He sucks. He, he loves Cole Komet. He does love Cole Komet. Keep him in. I pray to God that <laughs> Justin Fields isn't ready for what say because Cole Komet's going to have a career day. Stop. Tyson Badgen bites. Get him out of here. I'm calm on DJ Moore. He should be fine. Obviously, I think he'll be better once Justin Fields is back as well. And favorable matchups coming up as well, including sure. Carolina this week. Revenge game. Komet going crazy. <laughs> Comment not going crazy. DJ Moore going crazy again. Gotta stay calm. Bias intended. Uh, Seahawks wide receivers. DK Metcalf, six points, one catch on four targets for 50 yards. Tyler Lockett, 6.2 points, three catches on eight targets for 32 yards. And both were outperformed by JSN, who has actually been the most consistent over the past few weeks. So, calmer chaos for the big two here in Seattle. DK chaos. stinks. What the DK fuck stinks. is going on with this offense? Yeah, it's got to be chaos, man. I, I think better days are ahead again, like I already talked about for most teams here. But uh, Baltimore and Cleveland back-to-back weeks, obviously not favorable. So better matchups are ahead, but it's still been up and down. It still has not been the DK you expected, especially for DK where like you were drafting him as your wide receiver too, and he's been – Wide receiver 46 on the year. Obviously, did miss a game. Uh, but, like, the boom hasn't been there for DK. Tyler Lockett's had a couple big games, but also has a few stinkers as well under his belt. So, they are what they are. I think they're Gino flexes. Get his shit to get. Or get yeah. out. I think they're both flexes kind of moving forward. Uh, should have wrote back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're both flex plays as Geno continues to struggle and this offense continues to struggle. But, they're going to be in the playoff hunt. They're going to continue to try to push the ball down the field and win games. So better days ahead, but definitely leaning towards chaos, lowering your expectations a bit here for both of them. Uh, Rams wide receivers before we get into tight ends. Cooper Cup, 6.8 points, two catches on seven targets for 48 yards, three straight games with fewer than seven. And Puka Nakua, 6.2 points, three catches on seven targets for 32 yards, 7.3 points or fewer in three of his last four games. I would be a little chaotic, but with Carson Wentz or Matt Stafford, either of those would be better options than Brett Rippett. I'm fine. I'm calm. Yeah. I think since the buy landed right where we are right now, I think you have to stay calm. I think you got to, like, those are both buy low targets in fantasy. Um, you've got to think the Rams are still going to be down in a lot of games and have to throw a ton moving forward. And Cup and Puka are both going to be at the top of the list for targets on this team. They're both still getting a healthy target share. It's just been 
Matt Stafford getting hurt in that game against the Cowboys, and then Brett Rippon sucking ass this week. So obviously they're on the downward trend, but I think they will bounce back. Both should be fine. Stay calm. Just knowing that Brett Rippon won't play another snap is all I need to know to be calm. Yeah, that dude stinks. So good. I mean, that's why they wanted John Wolford. <laughs> they were desperate. <laughs> Please come. <laughs> uh, all right, tight ends. Travis Kelsey on Calmer Chaos. Maybe the first time ever. Four, point, four points, three catches on four targets for only 14 yards. Calm or Chaos here for Kelsey. Chaos. Shut He's up. All right. He's all right. Taylor's There's not at the game. He stinks. There's literally a 0% chance this could ever be Chaos. Okay. Unless this happens like five times in a row. And then I'll five like, times? I would need it to happen five times <laughs> five in a row. Five times. Chaotic. Yeah. Because it's the same as Kyle Pitts. I need Kyle Pitts to be good five times in a row to believe in him again. So the same rule stands for how good Kelsey's been over the last half, basically whole decade. Stay calm. Uh, Trey McBride, though, 5.2 points, three catches on five targets for 22 yards, calm or chaos. What the fuck did you expect? Come on, Clayton Toon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gets Kyler this week, hopefully. Uh, I know they did activate him off the pup list. He's been practicing a full the last two weeks, so seems like they're ready to let the reins go. I think they just didn't want to have him come out against the Browns defense, who's been smothering teams. Unfortunately, that means they threw Clayton Tune at that defense, which was very unfair to him. But uh, better days, I think, are ahead for Trey McBride and the Cardinals pass catchers. Yep. All right. Before we do trust or bust, get a little bit more positive here. Let's do today's sponsor, which is Fanatics. This NFL season, we are partnered with Fanatics, the leading brand for NFL merchandise. It is now November. We are 30, 40, 40-ish days out, 40, maybe 45, from Christmas. So it's time to start looking down your list. Who needs a gift? One way to get them a good gift is definitely Fanatics. Uh, you can go to the link in our bio on all platforms. Take advantage of their sale going on right now, today only. Use code 24SHIP, and that gets you up to 70% off site-wide and free shipping. So go out there, maybe get yourself something nice or get someone important in your life something nice as well. Uh, make sure you just go through that link in our bio. It's on our YouTube, Twitch, wherever, Instagram. Uh, that link helps us out a ton, and we greatly appreciate any support of our podcast. And thank you again to Fanatics for sponsoring us and the network. All right, trust or bust, starting at the quarterback position, C.J. Stroud. This man went crazy. crazy. Of the year. 53.8 points, 30 of 42 passing, 470 yards, and five touchdowns. Trust Dude, we should have bust. started him over the fucking Herbert. Dude, <laughs> <it> went crazy. <laughs> that would literally have been like the craziest decision ever. I can't. But I don't think you're trusting. Make something matchup. You wouldn't have. It, it wouldn't have been as crazy thinking about it. But I would never make that decision. <laughs> I I couldn't either. Um, but because yeah. if Herbert went off, we'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But trust or bust here for Stroud. Trust CJ. Trusting and his schedule isn't. Hot. His schedule isn't anything crazy until he plays the Jets in Week 14. So until then, he'll just be better. Yeah. I was definitely an advocate for like avoiding CJ Stroud this week as well because the Bucks have not allowed 24 points to more than 24 points to any team this season. Yeah, and, that, and it was less than 17 points to every quarterback, not Jared Goff, Josh Allen, or Jalen Hurts. So, like, basically, when they were playing teams that had struggled 
in any sort of fashion, they were holding him to basically one touchdown, maybe two at most. Yeah. And CJ Stroud said, I'm going to throw for five touchdowns. So <laughs> clearly proved that the Bucks defense was maybe a little bit fraudulent, but also that CJ Stroud is definitely trustworthy and him has this boom potential. So definitely a startable QB one moving forward. If you look at his line on sleeper, it says he has no rushing attempts, but had 10 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got a, he got a pitch. Uh, <laughs> something and got 10 yards uh it was so weird i don't remember exactly what happened but i did see somewhere that like yeah he had zero carries for 10 yards (laughs) (laughs) Uh, infinite yards per carry i guess uh dak prescott 34.36 points 29 to 44 374 yards and three touchdowns also had six carries for 14 yards as well Last three weeks, 26 points, 36 points, 34 points. Trust. We have to trust Dak. I and would. We knew better days were ahead for him. The rest of his season and schedule was cake. Yep. Yeah. The and Giants have been. us because our defense is Swiss cheese. Yeah. Eagles defense, such Swiss cheese. <laughs> Gets the Giants this week, who have been a little bit stingy here and there, but obviously you're not terrified of them. Carolina, Washington, Seattle, Philly again. Buffalo, who we just saw Joe Burrow carve up, Miami, and Detroit. Yeah, favorable schedule for Dak. Definitely uh, looking like a low-end QB1. Kind of juicy. Old I hate to say it, but you got to trust Dak right now. Uh, the early season struggles seem to kind of be behind him, so back in on Dak. And he's loving that passing game with CD and Fergalicious. Yeah, he's feeding CD. They're airing the ball out more. It looks like uh, the Dallas passing offensive old, so. All CD had to do was complain. Exactly. Now they, they're they good at moving the ball. Now he's going to complain <laughs> about getting the ball too much. But just as a CD owner, that's, that was like that'll be the case. At the beginning of the year, his hands hurt. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh Dobbs gets traded to the Vikings, wasn't even the starter, somehow managed 28.92 fantasy points, 20 of 30, 158 yards, two touchdowns, also added seven carries for 66 yards and another touchdown. Uh, did fumble three times, but only lost twice. Hey, he Are can fumble as many times as he wants. Uh, I don't know. Dude, um, the pasture is kind of, kind of, kind of fun to watch. <laughs> he is, and when he gets uh, Justin Jefferson back, that's just a big plus for him. Yeah. So, I mean, I would temper expectations for now, but once he gets JJF back, I would be comfortable starting him, maybe like as a bye week filling, or if he keeps us up, just every week. Yeah, I think it's- if you're desperate for a QB, he's definitely worth an add. I mean, at this point, he's already proved it a little bit on the Cardinals where, like, they were frisky. He had a few good games, even with their awful team and their awful roster. Um, now he gets a way better team in the Vikings, who also has a more competent defense where they'll be in more games. Uh, won't just be desperately trying to force the ball down the field at the end of every game. And he picked this offense up quick. Obviously, he's, like, engine, like space rocket engineer or whatever the fuck he is. Uh, so, yeah. Literally insane that... He had that many points, and he knew as many plays as we did. Yeah. They said that he, the the coach would be on the headset mic telling him, like, this guy's running this way. Like, when he's on the field, yeah, like, this guy's. And then it would just cut off. Like, it was just, like the mic cuts off, obviously, after a couple of sec- certain amount of seconds. They'd be like, this guy's about to run a hitch. This guy's running a curl. And then the mic would just cut off. And he'd, I guess, feel like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find one of them. Yeah. 
the Josh Job story has been insane, but it's been a fun one. Definitely uh, fun for fantasy, and I think he's definitely worth at least an ad if he's out there on waivers. He'd be like, "Hey, number eighteen, what's your what's what's number twenty one's number? Oh, and what's your what's your name too? And what's your name?" Yeah, the crazy thing is, like, he walked into this team and doesn't know anybody. Like, it's just a team of grown men that have been playing football, and he just has to come in, show up, and ball out. And he did. So and he did. He did big time. He ate the playbook up. Did as much as he could do. Press conference. Yeah. Um, fortunately for him, they don't have a bye until week 13. So starting this week and just going to have to keep learning as he goes. And luckily for him, he gets the Saints, who obviously are a little bit scary, tough defense, but not crazy. Denver and the Bears before his bye. So it's not like the hardest schedule in the world. Not for a smart man. Not for uh, the pasture, not baby. <laughs> All right, moving on to running back. Rashad White, 27.9 points, 20 carries for 73 yards. Had two touchdowns as well. Caught all four of his targets for 46 yards. Is Rashad oh, White yeah. legit? Yeah, he yes. Is. He's finishing top 12. Maybe what not overall, but like from here from here out, he will. I mean, yeah, he's I RB11 right now. Oh, the past three it. weeks, he's been rock solid. I mean, he's pretty much been solid every game aside from three where he's had less than 10. But yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer in Rashad White. Yeah, it's unfortunate that I traded him. That's a hurt piece. <laughs> Thinking back on it, that trade definitely does not look good now. Um, but in general, Rashad White, I think you got to trust him. I think he's the volume has been there all year, and now it's continuing to come. No one's taking touches from this man. He's still playing basically 70 to 80% of the snaps all the way up to 90% every game. Continue to roll Rashad White out there. It might not be pretty sometimes, but most of the time he's getting the job done. So, yes, sir. Yep. And he has three catches in pretty much every single game since week one. So. That's, he's lucky that the receiver. Well, like he's obviously good, but the running backs behind him are Chase Edmonds and Keyshawn Vaughn. So no competition at all. Yeah, I love that though. <laughs> and Chase Edmonds looked awful yeah, in this he, last game. He said, "I'm going to steal your job." And then he <laughs> <laughs> he had three carries for negative five yards and then one catch <laughs> for negative one yard. He had negative six total yards. God. Yeah, not a great day for Edmonds, but yeah, Rashad White owns this backfield. Continue to roll him out there. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 24.9 points, nine carries for 87 yards and a touchdown. Obviously had that long, whatever it was, 60, 70 yard touchdown run longest so of his career. Uh, also had four catches on six targets for 42 yards. Can we trust Ramondre again? I guess so. Sure. Zeke's an afterthought. So we trust him a lot more than we did after we, the first yeah. however many weeks. Yeah. I mean, they're still using Zeke like almost 40% of the snaps, but he's just so not productive. Yes. Yeah. Like he's going to take the goal line carries away, which obviously sucks for Ramondre's value. Um, but Ramondre's getting a healthy target share again. Like we talked about early on in the year where like when he wasn't having that, that's when we were on chaos mode on him. But three of the last four games, 14 plus points. I think you got to keep rolling him out there. I think the only time you're really nervous is in games where they're actually going to get blown out and they don't have many left on their schedule. Maybe week 15 against the Chiefs, you're not going to love Ramondre that week. But other than that, keep rolling Ramondre out there. Yeah. RB17 looking like a, a low, high-end RB2 at this point rest of the way. Keaton Mitchell, 20.4 points, 9 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. Also caught his only target for negative 4 yards for the Ravens, in case you were not familiar. Uh, he was an undrafted rookie, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, obviously was used in a lot of this garbage time once the Ravens were up huge, but 
trust or bust here? Is he going to have a, va- a role on this team moving forward or not? He's uh, no way. Hell if I know. And even if he, I just, I can, say no. The Ravens always have this like circle of running backs. I would never trust them as long as there's three other guys in this backfield. You got Justice and fucking Gus. Yeah. And Lamar, obviously, yeah, also Lamar. basically yeah. <laughs> taking 10 to 15 carries away a game as well. So, uh, yeah, Keaton Mitchell, definitely not trusting for fantasy, but definitely worth a speculative ad, um, especially if you have Gus Edwards and you're just looking for, like, the handcuff or whatever. I think he's worth picking up. I think he was worth picking up a few weeks ago as like a, because we've seen Gus also not have the best health in his career. Same with uh, Justice. Justice Hill. So it could be Keaton by himself sooner rather than later, but obviously hoping they all stay healthy and Keaton just may carve out a role. But in general, worth the scoop. Definitely not trusting as a fantasy yeah. starter. Uh, Aaron Jones, 17.9 points. Great to see. 20 carries, 73 yards. Found the end zone. Also caught four of six targets for 26 yards. And only 57% of the snaps. Is Aaron Jones back? As long as they keep getting him involved. Since yes. the bye week, he's had at least five targets in each game, which you love to see. And now he's finally getting that rushing volume back, which is awesome. So as long as they keep using him, I'm trusting him. He was my sit of the week last week, only because he really wasn't getting that volume that we're used to from him. But now that they gave it to him this week, it's a great sign. So I think I'm back in on Aaron Jones. Yeah. Seems to be kind of fully away from that hamstring as well. The snap share has ticked up each of the last three weeks. Back in on Aaron Jones. Uh, definitely continue to roll him out there in your lineup. Gus Edwards, 17.2 points, five carries for 52 yards. Uh, and then just happened to have two touchdowns. How do you do that on 18% of the snaps? Yeah. I have no idea. Let me double check. That's correct. Yeah, 80% of snaps is crazy. That's nuts. Why did he only play 18% of snaps? That's wild. Uh, Who was playing all the running back snaps on this team? Did Justice Hill get a bunch of snaps and just do nothing with them? I saw him often, but I don't think it was often enough. They have, like, so many running backs on this team now. I'm sure they've seen Justice Hill had 63% of the snaps. Yeah. Oh my God. Only had 13 carries for 40 yards and one target. So did nothing with it and got outperformed by both Keaton Mitchell and Gus Edwards. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, I'm concerned about that snap share. 18% of the snaps is 100%. ugly. Um, got bailed out with the two tubbies. Yeah. Obviously, he was kind of 50%, like getting the bulk of the workload here and there. But Five carries is ugly. I hope that uh, he kind of gets back into the mix against the Browns here. But I think, obviously, with the fantasy production the last three weeks, I think you have to trust for now until you see the wheels fall off. Yep. Uh, what is that, six touchdowns the last three weeks? Yeah. Keep rolling out there. Uh, moving on to wide receiver. Texans wide receivers to start us off, not including Nico Collins because we're already kind of trusting him. We know he's solid, but – Dell, 29.6 points, six catches on 11 targets, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. He also took two kick returns and a punt return, and he was only returning punts before that. So now he's kind of basically all of their return duties that can add a little six-point sprinkle here or there. But Noah Brown, 29.3 points, basically matched Tank Dell's production, six catches for 153 yards and one touchdown. Who are we trusting here? Uh, Tank. Yeah, not Noah Brown. Seen it. In the beginning of the year, Noah Brown kind of came out of nowhere, so I 
much rather see him prove himself. We kind of know what we're getting with Tank and Nico. We saw it all year. Uh, Noah Brown was kind of that once in a blue moon performance. So I think it's safe to say we can trust Tank and Nico a little bit more than we were. Yep. Yeah, I think Nico is definitely locked in. Continue to start him. Tank Dell more of a little bit closer to like Boomer Bust-ish. But he's fully healthy now, so that's what you want to see. And since he's been fully healthy, he obviously looked uh, really good in this game. So continue to roll out Tank Dell, Noah Brown a little bit. I don't think this offense is going to support three wide receivers and Dalton Schultz every game. Um, so I think Noah Brown's kind of a little bit of a, a fluke. But he does have five targets each of the last three weeks. He's still kind of being semi-involved. I just think at best he's going to be a flex in a bi-week fill and flex. So not trusting Noah Brown right now, but trust tanked out. Uh, T Higgins, 19 points. T is back Eight catches on nine targets for 110 yards. Are we trusting T to be fully back? Yes. Probably. Joe Burrow is back. This Bengals offense is back. T Higgins is a part of that. Fully back in on T Higgins. Hopefully Cal really can do something like that this week. <laughs> Yeah, best of luck with that one. But, but, uh, <laughs> T, yeah, definitely trusting T. This is what you wanted to see from T. We saw a little bit of it last week, and now obviously the snap share ticked back up to normal, and he had a very solid game. So back in on T, and then uh, Jamar also day-to-day -day with a back injury, which I think could get T even more volume moving forward, hoping that Jamar's okay, though. But yeah, T, trust moving forward. Jahan Dotson, 16.9 points, four catches on eight targets for 69 yards, and a tutty after last week's 24.8-point performance. Are we trusting Han Dotson? getting close. It's so hard to trust. He I is know. getting close because the past three weeks he has had at least eight targets, which you love to see. Obviously, Sam Howell is not afraid to sing that thing. That's why I'm, it's easier to trust because Sam Howell's good. But he's been so – like, look at the beginning of the year. You trust in that or these past two weeks? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I think I'm leaning towards trust while Curtis Samuel is out. Right. I think that definitely benefits him in terms of like target share. Like as we've seen, uh, he did have eight targets with Samuel in in the game in week seven. Uh, but week eight, Samuel left after just 19% of the snaps. And then we saw Hondon's best game of the year. And then followed that up without Samuel again with a, another solid performance. So this is kind of what we saw towards the end of last year with Jahan Dotson. And he said he, they actually said during the broadcast, I was watching this game, um, that he went back to kind of see what he was doing in college that was different and why he was like not performing as well this year. And he said, I just got to catch the ball better, like no drops. <laughs> I was like, all right, I mean, you are a wide receiver. That's kind of your job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, simple as that. Hondon figured it out. I guess I'm leaning towards uh, trust, but still like just as like a flex a for now, a little bit nervous. Like you still might have a better option, but he's moving up in my weekly rankings. I'll give him that. Yes, sir. Uh, Wandale Robinson, baby, 13.5 <laughs> points, four catches on five targets for 35 yards and a touchdown. Absolute garbage time with DeVito at quarterback for that yeah. touchdown. But <laughs> Fantasy points or fantasy points? Are we trusting Wandale? Hell, Hell no. no. Thank you, Q. <laughs> Danny DeVito would be a better quarterback at this point. I was about to say, I'm not trusting anyone Danny DeVito. Yeah. So Unless Tyrod is back, we are not trusting any pass catchers for this team. Uh, Even with Tyrod. 
I think with Tyrod back, Darren Waller's on IR. I think Wandale actually might be like sneaky worth an ad worth some playing time. But outside of that scenario, which I don't think Tyrod's coming back yet. So uh, yeah, Wandale not trusting. Still, This is the Giants are who should have tried to target Wentz. And I was going to say I'm concerned if they were to sign Wentz because he's on the Giants, but he was already on Washington, so it doesn't really matter. But they needed Wentz more than uh, the Rams. Rams did. Yeah, I think they're kind of happy, happily tanking right now. They know they're kind of out of it at this yeah, point. They say, ha fuck you, Danny. We <laughs> paid you for no reason. <laughs> they're just going to keep rolling DeVito out waste the money. Yeah, Danny, that was insane that they paid him that much money. But that's Hungry. a different story. Uh, let's move on to tight end. Dalton Schultz, baby, 27 points, 10 catches on 11 targets for 130 yards and a touchdown. Absolutely unreal stat line. Uh, did fumble, but that's okay. Sorry. Numbers. Are uh, no, because I probably would have won if I could have fumble. But no. Oh, I'm <laughs> you trusting... really no, well, him and CD, if they both didn't fumble. Insane <laughs> uh, loss. I'm, yeah, I'm trusting Dalton Schultz. Uh, this, is the first time, this is the first time I've started him, and he actually produced every other time he's produced when I sat him. But uh, <laughs> Gotta love yeah, it. Insane stat line for Dalton Schultz. Yeah, if he's out there in your league, he's still available in like 30. Sorry, Matt, what were you saying? I just said he went to banana land for tight ends. <laughs> yeah, I think that is definitely banana land for tight ends. Um, yeah, he's still out there in 30% of the league, so if he's out there, definitely scoop him up. Uh, he's currently tight end 10 on the year uh, and did have his bye and has a couple stinkers. So better days continue to be ahead for Dalton Schultz. He seems to be a huge focal point for CJ Stroud. Trusting Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, 23.5 points. It's actually kind of the week of tight end because we have quite a few here with 20 plus points. Cole Komet yeah, next, yeah. 23.5 points, six catches on eight targets, 55 yards and two tutties. Back-to-back impressive games after the surprising donut a few weeks ago. Are we trusting Komet? Basically, if I ever bring up how the Saints D is elite against tight ends, start that tight end because I said that about Schultz weeks ago and he went off. And now, it's that's fraudulent. Komet was my uh sit this week and he had two touchdowns, so they only played bums at tight end, (laughs) fraudulent ass stat. Um, and Tyson Badge is the truth. No, he's not. He threw three picks. Sorry, as long as he the, throws it to commit, it doesn't matter. They, uh, Justin lost his job. No, he didn't. The human cigarette's not taking his job. <laughs> Jason Badgett, he is. Uh, I think he's definitely earned like the job backup, backup for like a few years on, on any team. Like he'll just bounce around the league if he doesn't stay with the Bears. If you're the best D two quarterback of all time, you're bound to be service more than, than serviceable. <laughs> Justin Fields was about to lose the job to like just by being asked himself, and now he was snapping before he got hurt. He's gonna lose it to Tyson. He's fine. Leave Tyson. Justin Fields alone. Uh, back to the focus of this, Cole Komet. I think you got to trust. He's had a handful of games with six plus targets this year. Um, he's had a couple of stinkers, but he's one of the more boom prone tight ends. Uh, Fifteen plus points in four of his games this thus far this season. He's tight end five on the year, so you have to trust Cole Komet right now. Jonu Smith, we thought he was dead. Kyle Pitts still fraudulent. Jonu Smith still Himothy. 23 points, five catches on six targets for 100 yards and a tutty. Are we trusting Jonu? He's so fast. He got he, that screen pass that he ran for a touchdown. He was insanely fast. He's quick, man. He's not, he wasn't like bad. The Patriots like destroyed yeah, him. They did destroy- he was pretty decent on the Titans. And then I was like, all right, maybe he'll like be like the poor man's version of Gronk and Hernandez with uh, yeah. Hunter Henry and. Patriots just destroyed that. So, 
Yeah, I'm trusting. Smith. I think he's still trustworthy, low end tight end one, and he's a better he's, quarterback. He clears Kyle Pitts. I don't care. Kyle Pitts. He does. Wait. <laughs> At least for fantasy, maybe Kyle Pitts better talented, but they're yeah, not. Crazy. I haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm blind. John new season, baby. John uh, Cade Otten. New. 23 points. Cade Otten's coming out party. Six catches on nine targets for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Also lost a fumble, but we don't care about that when you go to Banana Land almost. Uh, quietly has 8.7 8. plus points and six plus targets in each of the last three games. Are we trusting Cade? I am not. I sprinkled his name when we were going through whatever it was last week. I said, maybe start Cade Otten. And you, you agreed, of course, because you probably started him in I, Dynasty. I, I did. <laughs> Here's the, actually, no, I didn't. I started Goddard because I have Goddard. But oh. um, that hurt. I but think I'm trusting Kate. I do own in Dynasty, so I'm very biased towards Kate. Actually, it's hard, it's hard to trust him when he doesn't wear gloves. So <laughs> that's kind of weird. Yeah. Trust his hands, though. Yeah, I think uh, I think this was obviously a little bit fluky. Obviously, Chris Godwin had 3.6 points in this game. I think he will obviously have more than that. And Cable have less. Um, but I do think he does kind of squeak himself now into that conversation of like the mid, like the low end tight end ones. Or if you're like looking for someone on a buy, you're your tight ends on a buy, you're looking for someone to plug in, or you just lost Dallas Goddard, K Dot, and it's definitely someone to have on your radar. Yeah. Taysom fucking hill, man. <laughs> 22.62 points, 11 carries for 52 yards. Also caught four of his five targets for 13 yards and a touchdown. He's good. <laughs> He's really good. This man is pretty fucking good at football. He does everything. I told you he might get frisky this week and throw a touchdown. What'd he do? He got frisky and threw a touchdown. Oh yeah, I didn't even include that on there. He's him. He's he's back. He's tight end nine on the year. I don't know how he's still legal as a tight end at this point because he's basically a quarterback, running back, and a wide receiver and a tight end all in one. <laughs> um and he gets to somehow have the tight end designation. But Taysom Hill, you gotta trust him at this point you got to keep rolling him out there just for the memes he's he's been solid i think you got to trust him better than kyle pitts definitely so. better than kyle pitts <laughs> clears him definitely real life more talented than kyle pitts i don't see kyle pitts throwing anything <laughs> that's true they'd rather have john do that <laughs> <laughs> uh last one here for the tight ends jake ferguson fergie fresh 22.1 points uh seven catches on 10 targets for 91 yards and a tutty Back-to-back weeks uh, with touchdowns. Obviously, has been pretty involved on this team throughout the year. Had a couple, had slowed down a little bit before the bye, but right back into the thick of it with Dak airing it out. Are we trusting Ferg? Yep. As long as his passing offense looks like this, everyone outside of like Brandon Cooks will be good. Yeah, he's basically going to be like Dalton Schultz from a few years ago. Like he is the clear number two on this offense. It's obviously not Brandon Cooks or Michael Gallup. So. It's, stinks. it's CD and then maybe Pollard and Ferg. Yeah. I'd probably put Ferg over Pollard. Yeah, that's what point. I'm saying. In terms of the passing offense, yeah. So well, trusting Ferg. <laughs> probably do better. All right, moving on to our trade targets before we do some trivia and get out of here. Uh, trade targets, T-Gods, unfortunately not here, but did list his trade targets. So quickly, we'll drop those for you guys. Buy low is Tony Pollard. Makes sense. As we touched, talked about, I'm struggling. He's a, a great person to kind of buy low on here, but doesn't seem to be buying the hype of Ramondre Stevenson saying to sell high on him. Uh, obviously, his value is probably the highest it's been this season. Um, and assuming that the Patriots do kind of start stinking more as they have been pretty bad all year, maybe Ramondre falls with them. That's probably his thought process there. But 
I still kind of like Ramondre. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's do our buy lows and sell highs. Matt, you can start us off with your buy low. Buy low, I'm going to go Jared Goff. After two uh, very mediocre weeks, to say the least, going into the bye week, uh, I think he is a great buy low candidate. After the bye week, he has the Chargers, obviously, Swiss cheese. Bears twice, Packers, Saints, eh. And then he gets Denver, Minnesota. So, I mean, rest of the season for him after the bye week is pretty favorable. Hopefully they get Jamison Williams up to speed and Amon just keeps eating and they feed Gibbs in the screen game. Because if that's the case, I see Jared Goff having a very good rest of the season. Yeah, man, Jared Goff. We talked about him uh, before that we were still staying calm even after the two stinkers. So got to trust Jared Goff. Uh, Q, Bilo, what do we got? Bilo is going to be Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, offense is a little, it's been a little freaky last couple weeks, but uh, <laughs> he's he hasn't scored seven in the last couple weeks after having at least 13 in the past five games, I believe. So, or at least, yeah, at least 13, five straight games. Uh, he's still seeing many, a uh, good majority of the snap share, and he's on the Chiefs after the Eagles. Well, he has a bye week, and then the Eagles after that, the matchup rushing running wise should be pretty cake. So, and he's still on the Chiefs. For what that's worth. So, Bilo and uh, Pachichi. Yes, I like that one as well. And I am buying low on Zay Flowers. Talked about him earlier. Don't have to touch too much on this, but just makes perfect sense at this point. Zay Flowers obviously has struggled the last few weeks. But uh, as we saw earlier in the season, he's still the number one wide receiver here. He's still going to be a major focal point on this offense moving forward. They've just kind of been blowing out teams the last couple weeks. Haven't really needed to involve Zay too much. Um, I think better days are ahead. Definitely a great buy low candidate right now if you're looking for an upgrade at your flex position. Mm -hmm. Matt, flipping it back to you for your sell high. Sell high. I'm going to go somebody we talked a little bit about earlier. I'm going to go Raheem Mostert. Uh, Like Q said, obviously, in the next coming weeks, Devin and Chain will come back. They'll get him back up to speed. And I just see the volume for Mostert kind of dwindling down. Uh, obviously, also, the Dolphins are not the team we expected them to be, just blowing teams out of the water. So I think there are going to be some weeks where they kind of have to just rely on Tyreek Waddle and that passing game with Tua. Uh, so I just think all that adds up to Mostert not having it as great as the second half of the season as some people could expect. Yeah, I definitely like that, Q. I think you're tailing that take. Yep. Uh, I had this after I saw that, but um, I'm all yeah, also selling high on Mostert. I think H chain coming back is going to be a big blow, and I also am not a big Mostert believer. And then he just he'll have like last week he could have won the, the game for the Chiefs, and except for two of fumbling it, like he took them down the field. So whenever I don't believe him, he gets he gets some crazy plays, but uh, it'll probably come to an end once A chain comes back. Yeah, definitely think that work gets cut in half at least. So. Um, definitely a good sell high there. My sell high is Gus Edwards. Uh, as we just talked about, six touchdowns in the last three games. He also only had played 18% of the snaps and had five carries this past week. So uh, if you can flip Gus Edwards for a struggling RB2 that might have an opportunity to bounce back, I think this is a great time to do it. Um, T-God's buy low is Pollard. If you could do that, that would be absolute fleecing. My God. Uh, but Pacheco, I think, is more realistic or somebody a little bit worse than that maybe. 
a little bit tier below, maybe even buying low on like a chain and hoping that he comes back and produces room forward, which we saw. Uh, James Cook also could be one that kind of fits into that uh, frame there. But Gus Edwards, if you just look at his numbers, you're trying to sell him to someone 21, 29, 17 in the last three weeks looks insane, but he does not get any passing game work. He's definitely touchdown dependent RB2 still. And I think that slows down sooner rather than later. Would so. you trade him for Najee? I'd consider that. I don't really like Najee though, but I think I'd probably. Or players. Yeah, he does. Yeah, like one less point with no touchdown. Bro, yeah. and he should have had two. I know. Yeah, they're both kind of. I I think I might trade him for either of those, but they're both frustrating to own too. So they're not. Oh, gonna... I would trade him for Warren easily because that's awesome. a big upgrade. I mean, both could be considered an upgrade, I guess. I mean, they're RB twenty eight and RB thirty on the season, so they're like the same mid level. Warren's a little bit more consistent. Though. Yeah, but when I mean, you're the backup and you're watching, when you're yeah. the backup and higher ranked. Yeah, you're better. Definitely love watching more and more. Now she looks like he runs in slow motion. All right, that is it. Q got some trivia. I do. I have two questions here for you. Woohoo! Oh. Two questions. Question me up. Ask trivia. him. Ask trivia. him. Trivia, trivia daddy. <laughs> All right. The first question. Simple one. Straightforward. Since 2016. What quarterback has the most passing touchdowns since 2016? Yes. This is such an interesting question. Why would you ask this? I heard it today on uh, the radio and I said, oh, this is going to be used tonight. It's funny. I was listening to that same station. (laughs) No, you weren't. (laughs) I don't want to write this answer, but I think this might be the answer. I'm writing this answer. Because other bull bulls that could be in this conversation could be hurt. Is it someone that's retired? Is this a trick question? Nope. Okay. So it's someone that's still active. Like, all right, I'm writing it. I'm not happy about it. I've actually played the most games since 2016, quarterback-wise as well. Oh, wait. This bull also got hurt. Maybe it's not this bull bull. But I don't know who else would be. Say the answer. All right, I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm changing. It's just a cute question, so I'm changing Oh my god, if I'm wrong. It's not going to be Carson Wentz, brother. All right, I'm good. It might yeah. after. He'd have to go insane. I'll, I'll give you the, the from five to one just to make okay. it a little more suspenseful. So five is Patrick Mahomes. If I hear my guy's name, I'm going to be pissed. I knew it wasn't going to be Mahomes because he didn't start in 2016. Four is Russell Wilson. Okay. Three is Aaron Rodgers. Fuck. I didn't two, put him. He got hurt too much. Two is Tom Brady. One is Kirko Cousins. Yes, I wrote Kirk. <laughs> no way. I had Dak written down, and I was like, Dak missed that's, the whole season. And I was that's like, why the trivia question came up on the radio station for some reason, because he was drafted in 2016. But That's where I was like, Dak's been around that long. He might be up there. He's had some high touchdown passing games. But then I was like, wait, this is a cute question. This has to be Kirko Bangs. <laughs> Carson Wentz is actually number 12. That's actually gross. In front of Lamar, Deshaun, Love and it. Kyler. Well, I guess Kyler was later. Kyler just stinks, though. Hey, hey, Kyler does not stink. <laughs> he also gets hurt. Wentz I doesn't go, get hurt ever. Wentz never gets hurt. Second trivia question, and then we'll get to these questions in the chat. Are we going to ignore up. that you just said Wentz never gets hurt? 
Yeah, that's actually insane. <laughs> Isn't it crazy he's going to the team that basically ruined his career? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of crazy. Uh, all right. Join him. <laughs> he, he, he did beat him. <laughs> he did. And join him. Torn ACL. <laughs> all right. Second question. Uh, do you want to answer this trivia question first? I was going to answer it. Or, or, sorry, I mean this uh, chat question. Yeah, we'll answer it after. All right. Uh, all right. Tyree list. Tyree Hill. No, there's no list. Tyree Hill finished with 1,700 yards for Miami last year. Uh, he went for 1,400 yards with Kansas City in 2018. He'll fa- he faced his original team on Sunday. Who are the only other two active receivers who've had 1,400 yard seasons with two different teams? Active. Active. I mean, I kind of made that sound very complicated by adding all that extra fluff at the beginning, but. So the only two active receivers who've had at least 1,400 yards yard seasons with two different teams. I don't think he got there. That's a lot of yards. 1,400 yards is a lot of fucking yards. Oh, it's got to be Bobo. Two active, and then there were two retired players. If I, you I name those think well. I have one. I can't think of the other. If you want to name the retired just for fun, you can. There's two of those. That's a lot of thinking. Are they recent <laughs> or are they, are they old? Uh, not recent. Not recent, like like, like, like how they, not recent. They all played in the 2010s. Oh, okay. So that's recent. Not recent, recent, but it's recent. Or both played in 2010s. Yes. I have one. I can't think of the other one. I have both. I have two. I'm not confident in the first one, but I'm relatively confident. And they both go right up Q by a Sally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna actually both the active bulls. <laughs> but they might not I might be forgetting somebody obvious. Uh, I don't know what Cuba's receiver I have, but oh, I kind of I, I I can think of the one. Hmm. 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 I have <laughs> two. I'm not really confident. I don't have any of the retired bulls. I'm not even thinking of it. You don't need the retired bulls. I'm not thinking but... of the retired bulls. All right, I'm My just going to rock Ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the, I'll, the retired players were Randy Moss and Brandon Marshall. Okay. And then I could have got B Marsh. And then T.O. fell short. I don't know what he had to say. But the active players, <laughs> the active players were Devontae Adams with the Raiders and the Packers and uh, AJ Brown. No, it's DeAndre Stephon Hopkins. Oh, bro, I literally <laughs> crossed out D Hop and I wrote Odell. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> oh man, I really swore it was Diggs. That's why when you said that's what finally gave me my mind. Like, okay, he must think it's Diggs. Diggs didn't get there with the Vikings, I guess. Nope. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't even close. He got eleven thirty with the Vikings at his peak. He didn't become elite till he joined the Bills. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Adams. I also knew you liked Adams, so I was like, I, Adams has to be slight Q bias. But I was like, Diggs nails the, the coffin, <laughs> but clearly that was wrong. Puka. All right, a couple questions. We'll get out of here. Uh, should I start James Conner or Bijan this week? Got to go Bijan. Bijan. James Conner could be limited. We don't know what his snap share is going to look like. He's coming off a pretty big injury, so continue to roll Bijan out there. I know it's been frustrating this past couple weeks with sitting out for the one game and then the other one, but got to roll Bijan out there. Uh, do you think starting Najee versus Green Bay this week is a good start, or Madison yeah. versus New Orleans, Not Madison. or Gus uh, Edwards versus Cleveland? Yeah, I guess Najee. go Najee. Sad. You gotta go Najee. I don't know. Madison might be the move. Can't make no. us out. Madison had 17 points this week. Yeah, but it's the Saints. I know. Dude, Najee stinks. But wait, who did this? Who did the Saints play last week? Uh, the Bears. I don't think 
the foreman did anything. Foreman had 20 carries for 83 yards. So he wasn't bad, but he didn't score. So obviously that hurts. I know Madison has been mid as fuck. Too. I did forget about Cam's injuries, but I think I would still go Nashi. Yeah. yeah. All right. We can definitely discuss more when we have our rankings tomorrow. But um, Thursday. Or not tomorrow. Thursday. We'll be back Thursday talking about that. But. Yeah, it's between Najee and Madison for us. I know Gus Edwards has been good, but I think Cleveland is a uh, maybe Gus. Just ride the Gus bus until the twins fall. <laughs> nah, I think Najee's probably the safest bet there. Um, should I be worried about Devontae Adams? As Devontae Adams owner, slightly. Slightly concerned, but they were automatically in a blowout like right when that game started. Uh, and their game plan is good, definitely going to be run and play good defense. And I don't think they're going to play that great a defense against some of the matchups they have coming up where they're going to have to throw. You still have uh, the most targets on the team that Sunday. Didn't yeah. really do anything, but. Jets is going to be a little bit tough this week, too. So that's a little oh, bit God. worrisome. But you get to Miami and the Chiefs coming up. And then uh, for the playoffs from Minnesota, Chargers. Chiefs, Colts, they're going to have to throw to him a ton in those games. They're not going to be like easy lay, lay down and die games. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'm too worried. I think I'm worried this week, though. I'm not, I think you're still starting him, obviously, but temper expectations again. I know he's been sh- frustrating to own, but I think better days are still ahead for Addy. Yep. All right, that's it for the week nine recap. We'll be back with our week 10 preview on Thursday. Uh, again, interested in Fanatics, please go to the link in our bio. Take advantage of their current sale going on right now. 24 ship, up to 70% off, and free shipping. Best sale that they've had in a while, so check that out. As always, make sure to follow us on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever. Uh, also check out Old City Sports Network. A ton of good podcasts in the network, ton of, a couple of them coming up soon. Uh, we got Bird is the Word talking about the Eagles game this week and three in the Keystone all coming up uh so you can check out the old city sports network youtube channel for those uh also a ton of great sponsors over there too so check those out not 100 sure if you touched on james cook yet what you feel on him rest of the season in the future uh we touched on him early in the episode it's definitely not like super confident in james cook right now but i think he still kind of fits in that low end rb2 high end flex running back tier and i think better days are still kind of ahead he's still the lead back i think you guys were on the same page with that yep it's been frustrating but he still has a solid floor with the receiving work when these games where they're down and when they're up he's able to kind of build up those 14 carries 60 yards 70 yards whatever so definitely feel all right about james cook but yeah that's it see you guys thursday to break down week 10 peace